live from my home studio in beautiful La Puente, California. This is the All Dodgers Podcast. What is going on? Wait, I pushed the button. There it is. Clint Nation. We are part of the Believe Network of Podcasts on today's show. Yes, new look, new season, new uh, new show. Who dis? But it's not really a new show. Uh, the important thing this week, guys, the Cactus League season opens, and we've got a number of little updates from Dave Roberts uh, and the Dodgers on a number of things, including Shohei Otani, including Walker Bueller, other things um, that I feel are important around the league when it comes to your Los Angeles Doyers, uh, plus Yamamoto's nasty. Probably won't talk too much about Yama. Everybody saw the the uh, first bullpen from him over the weekend. So if you haven't, just watch one of the videos. I was out of town this weekend. I didn't upload anything. But um, I do have some things to talk about with the bullpen. And I'm going to introduce, hopefully, the show don't go too long, a new segment at the end of the show, one I've been wanting to do since the very inception of this channel. First, I am Clint Basias. You can find me as Real FRG on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Uh, read about my stuff at alldodgers.com. I said I promise I will eventually start writing there again just had a lot of different little things going on including hey revamping the the look of the stream um if you enjoy the show consider giving this video a thumbs up uh consider subscribing to the youtube channel that goes a huge long way we're approaching six thousand subs already which is pretty fucking awesome uh it's completely free it really really helps out the channel and uh, either way, I appreciate you guys for getting us this far. But let's get into the comments. If you are watching this live, drop into the comments. Drop, uh, you know, drop your questions, your concerns, things you have to say about the team. It's just us today. No, um, no guests today. By the way, if you didn't watch last week, if you didn't listen to last week, hung out with my guy, Mr. Greg Bergman of ESPN LA. Had a lot of fun catching up with Greg, talk, talking uh, Dodger baseball with him. So go check that out again. It is part of the Believe Network of podcasts. And one last thing. Let me know where you guys are representing your Dodgers fandom tonight. Johnny Chingus in the chat. First one in the chat says, coming at you live. Appreciate that. Let's give that a... Uh Knock off. Ta-da. Craig Osterberg is in the chat. What is going on? We got William Andrews uh, checking in. Lieutenant, uh, that's what I go with. Lieutenant Beaches, if I get that one right. Um, it says Walker cooked. We don't know yet. I really, really hope not. Um, abs, abs, abstract. You just got to sound it out sometimes, kids. Uh, it says Bueller is cooked. We need to sign Montgomery. Um, I saw one from my guy Nando390 saying Anthony Rendon hates anything fun related. We'll talk about Rendon a little bit later in the show as part of that final, final uh, uh, new introdu- introduction of a segment. Although I do realize I forgot to load up one graphic for the new segment. So it'll be a, a soft introduction. Johnny Chinga says Trout likes having his summers off and getting paid. Um, yeah, he likes having his falls off for sure. This one we know. Nando390 in the chat. BC's in the chat. King Yellowman in the chat. What is going on? Uh, I already said William Andrews. Mr. John Rod says, is it still raining outside? Or asks, is it still raining? Last I checked, no. It is not currently uh, raining right now. Um, let's see what else we got. Diane in the, in the chat saying, hello, Clint Nation. What is going on, Diane? Thank you for hanging out with us on this. Normally, I would call it a Modelo Monday because I have Modelos in the garage. But I decided... I'm going to have some coffee today because why not? We're going to be here a while. Maybe not. I don't know how long we're going to be here. Kevin Uhouse in the chat says, I absolutely unequivocally missed this show. Best part of money. Thank you, Kevin Uhouse, one of the top Kevins that does hang out in our chat. And I see one of the other top Kevins, Kevin Skinner, noting, noting we are almost to uh, 6,000 subscribers. Uh, Dan says, Yama, Yama, enter me into the Compto. That one, right over my head. But Robert Maxwell in the chat. Showtime LA in the chat. And Nando390 says Anthony Rendon hates Christmas. Let's go. Sarah Morris is in the chat. Dan checking in from Australia. Let's go. We got Richard from DeVore, California. I've been there. Hector X has smashed that like button, as you guys all should be doing. Um IE's in the chat. We got IW, which is Indian Wells in there. Mark cannot wait for baseball to start already. I cannot agree with Mark uh, Bermejo. 
way overdid the in there but um mark appreciate you hanging out with us jimmy's checking in from norwalk norwalk uh used to work at norwalk back in the day and now the more you know about uh, real frg jenny vega's in the chat um 275 vet checking in from cardinals country and it's just amazing we can buy when you sell your shitty house in los angeles you know if you guys need to sell any houses or buy some houses talk to diane she knows uh she knows people. Poorhouse Picker pointing out that I'm being responsible with the coffee, and I promise you it is not spiked. But right now, we should probably get into Dodgers talk because this would be the point where somebody who doesn't understand the show, doesn't understand the show, is about us having a fun conversation. People who maybe watch the show after the live and they're like this guy just talks so much and doesn't say anything this show is about the fans it's about live tune in every monday every thursday we are live we are going to expand as the season goes along but let's talk about the latest with your los angeles dodgers yes the biggest story of the day shohei otani did that thing where he hits the ball far, but first he gave everybody a little bit of a scare, then proved, hey, I'm all good by hitting a long bomb off uh, J.P. Fireisen. Otani stepped into the box for the first time, uh, his first live batting practice session session off of real pitchers, human pitchers, American pitchers. You got Ryan Brazier, Blake Trinan, J.P. Fireisen all uh, also throwing their first lives of spring training. Did not swing against Brazier, so... Ryan Brazier got his first easy K of the spring. That means nothing in the stats books. Why this is big, though, for Otani, outside of everybody wants to see Otani rock dingers, and it's going to be so much more exciting when he's actually doing it at, at Dodger Stadium as opposed to Camelback on the backfields where not all that many people have access to. Uh, so for Otani, these are his first swings since the oblique injury last year with the Angels and since the season-ending elbow surgery with the Angels last September. So seems to be on target, as they've said, uh, you know, since he signed. Seems to be on target for that opening day start in Korea next month. Did get everybody again. Did give everybody that little bit of a scare um, with the foul ball off his right instep. I'll play that clip right now, kind of talk over it a little bit right here. The important thing about this pitch is that it, to me, and I think to a lot of a few other folks, it, it, it showed that uh, Blake Trinan's kind of nasty right now. And I'm really, really holding out hope that uh, we have Blake Trinan all the way back, that we have the Blake Trinan that we knew in in you know 2021 i mean since he signed with the dodgers he's been a really really effing good pitcher and to be able to get bt back bt 49 all of his problems aside you get him back in the bullpen and performing at a high level um you know that's a good thing so if he's able to make uh shohei otani look foolish on his first pitch of the spring uh, that's or first pitch of that at bat first, whatever, uh, whatever. It, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. But uh, yeah, player in the chat says that reaction reaction was scary for sure, because um, I think we were talking about I tweeted about it, too, when over the weekend there was the potential that Otani was going to do his first lives over the weekend and he was going to face Alex Vesia. And that scared me because we know that Vesia has the 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 ability to lose that ball up and in uh maybe we'll call it head side for a left-handed pitcher or left-handed swinger like um Shohei Otani but he did not end up batting that day and um everything turned out well so flash forward gave everybody the scare again and later he did strike out I should note um Otani strikes out against uh Blake Trinan but he did end his day did Otani with this. Not coming back. That was the sound of a number of baseballs being hit very hard and very loud by Showtime. Um, it's what you like to see. That's why you sign a dude for $700 million to, to take the ball, make it go far. That was off of uh, J.P. Fireisen, who has been a Dodger, what feels like, for almost two years, but he's never thrown a competitive pitch for the Dodgers. Um, 
again, proves that foul ball off the instep was no biggie. You do have the long shot from Shohei, and you're feeling really, really good about where things are at um, heading into the Cactus League lid lifter on Thursday. So two days after our next stream will be just after the um, uh, whatever the final will be for that uh, for that final spring or that that first spring training game against the Padres. Uh, a couple of notes before we get into to the comments here, or maybe let's let's pivot. Let's let's put a pin in it for a second. Let's get into the comments because Man Man Five Dodge. Um, I like this. Are are we going to walk all over eggshells with Otani all year? I hope not. I hope. Um, I think Otani, you know, in in um, in the way he he kind of was had. The, I don't know if it's the media perception with the Angels the last few years or whatever. I think he's trying to kind of change his own perception with some things, and I think um, the Dodgers are just a so much better run organization over Anaheim that he just immediately appears happier to be there, happier to be around his teammates. You're seeing him interact, not to say you didn't with the Angels. But um, I'm really, really hoping that Shohei is just just one of the dudes with this team. He's not going to be somebody that the media needs to be exceptionally careful about, even though you do. You need to be responsible with what you report about Shohei, with uh, whatever you happen to put out or, you know... That's a, I mean, don't, no need to go beyond that. Uh, and, um, you know, he has a responsibility to his team, to his new fan base, to give them everything he has both on the field and off the field to a certain limit. So eggshells, I don't know if it's going to be uh, as bad as – not that it was bad. Again, I don't think it's going to be as, as um, restricted like it was when he was with the Angels. So appreciate the question from Man Man 5 Dodge. My guy, Hamilton Cerna, asking, do you think we'll see Otani hit in Arizona or only in the Korea series? So that's a good segue to my next part of the show. We will see him hitting in Arizona. You just won't see it in game one. We'll talk about that in a second. 275-VET, noting the beautiful, effortless, the sweet, effortless swing of Shohei Otani. I mean, we saw this guy in his first, um, you know, on the field batting practice session a couple, uh, whatever it was, a few days ago, last weekend or early last week. It was 109 off of batting practice pitching, and he just absolutely tatered a home run at Camelback. So you feel really, really damn good about uh, his ability to make ball go far all the time uh, with that very, very effortless swing. So getting into, uh, let's see, a few more of the comments right here. Johnny Chingus is about 100 of us watching. This was a little while ago, but you got to go hit that like button, guys. We cannot stress enough. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you're here. We're trying to get to 6,000 subscribers by the end of my life or maybe by tomorrow or something like that. I don't know. Things are going really crazy right now. Thank you, Shohei, and thank you all the folks for uh, hanging out and, um, you know, joining the the rocket ship to La Puente, <laughs> I guess is what we're calling it here. Uh, Doom Sal, what's going on? Sal says, glad Sports in LA is going to be televising the Korea games. Yeah, I was a little worried it would end up being, or I think it's uh, ESPN also has them if I'm not mistaken. So you got ESPN LA, but luckily we should have Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser on the call or Joe and somebody else, or at the very worst, not really a bad second is, um, uh, Steven Nelson, who was a really, really great addition to the broadcast team last year. Um, Oh, what did I almost miss here? We got a super chat. You guys want to dance? Remember when we used to dance? But anyways, Richard Flores, $4.99, $5 super chat. Just about. Appreciate you, Richard. Says, Padre, Padre spring training hats are obnoxious. Hot dog on a stick. <laughs> and Anthony Rendon can't believe how obnoxious they are. There's a lot going on in that comment there, in that super chat. But I think I could not agree more, Richard Flores. I, I don't know that I could really remember what the Padres spring training hats look like. I know I'm not a big fan of the D, as it were, with the Dodger spring training hats. But then again, you know, that's just me. Let's get back into what I was talking about. So before the, the long break here, uh, however the hell Hamilton kind of teed me off to to into the next part. So the other the, the Otani news, I guess we'll say. This is the other part. Yeah, he hit home run. We know that one. 
Dave Roberts did confirm over the weekend, or might have even been this morning, the Dodgers are kind of still slow playing Otani this spring. He's not going to be playing in the Cactus League lid lifter this Thursday, game one of, of the Cactus League season. I'm okay with that. Where What I hope for, though, is the very next day. Let Otani be in there uh, for game one at Camelback Ranch. And I think... This is where it's really tough in in baseball. You know, pitchers usually, like the big-name pitchers, you know, Dave also said uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, don't expect him in game one of spring training, which that makes more sense usually uh, for spring training. It's kind of like you're going to see the Eliezer Hernandez type of dude or, I don't know, insert other random name here. I don't even think you'll see somebody like like an Emmett Sheehan for game one. It's going to be somebody who's either a non-roster guy, maybe even a reliever to open a game, but none of the big names will be starting at least game one of the Cactus League season. But I, to me, and maybe some of you guys agree with it, I'm going to kind of make this the the question of the day. You know, what's fair when it comes to stars being in the lineup in spring training games um, or, or not being in the lineup or whatever. Let's say even mainly the position player side of things. Uh, I remember back in 2020 before the world ended, uh, Shohei, or Shohei's friend, Shohei's new uh, teammate, Mookie Betts, he played in, I believe it was game one of the, the Cactus League season. And, you know, I mean, he is in a different situation. He wasn't coming off of elbow surgery and all this kind of stuff. But still, I kind of feel like, the the stars owe it to the fans to be playing in the games, uh, you know, in these cactus, in this, these spring training games, as opposed to like, oh, you know, I'm in my progression and all that. Like, I get it. I get it. You're also supposed to be world-class athletes. Fans are coming out from God knows where all over the country, sometimes, especially now, all over the world to possibly just see you. And you're not going to be in the lineup. And I think that's a, that's kind of a problem. You know, these, these spring training games... I don't know if you guys are really paying attention over the last 10 years. The tickets are not getting any cheaper. That it's it's I wouldn't say it's it's a problem, but it's something to start looking at. Um you know, for me, it's definitely not like it was 10 years ago. This is uh, I think this year's year 10 uh, in a row for me going out to spring training with the boys. And before even at, at Camelback, you can go get a $9, $12, whatever uh lawn ticket enter the park as old man screams a cloud here, but you can enter the park for cheaper and then, you know, find a spot around the ballpark. And yeah, I understand the, the, the amount of hype at, uh, with, with Dodger camp and, and fans. Now you're not gonna be able to like, just kind of sneak into a better seat, but you can do it just about anywhere around spring training, get a cheap ticket, find an empty seat somewhere, enjoy yourself. Um, usually can't again, when the Dodgers are in town or when the Dodgers are at that ballpark, just because, we got a fan base that'll travel, but still, tickets are getting really, really dumb expensive. And if I'm paying $45 to see a meaningless spring training game somewhere, you know, somewhere on the, uh, as this thing gives me trouble, somewhere on the infield-ish dirt, I would want to see Shohei Otani in that lineup. Maybe that's just me. I doubt that's just me. But um, let's get some thoughts here from the from the chat here. First thought I see... We got a super chat from John Bleeding Blue. $5 super chat. Thank you, John. I thought I was supposed to dance. Don't have music on this. Maybe I should add music, but we got the gong. We chose the gong together as a family. John uh, says, the Angels are wondering why so many Dodgers batting practice balls are landing in Tempe, Arizona. Thank you, Otani. Yeah, ball go far when Shohei hits off the bat. That's a long. That's a pretty long distance, by the way. They're they're pretty damn close, but also still pretty damn far. But thank you to John. Um, what is that one? I don't know what that one is. Are we talking about live streaming on Facebook? That I missed. If I ever miss anything that's exceptionally uh, important, guys, go ahead and DM me. I'll try to get back to you. By the way. Um, sometimes it's hard to really keep up in here, especially if I'm trying to get into a conversation. Jenny says, Jenny Vega, our, one of our favorites here on the chat, um, says platoon during spring training to give everybody a chance to make the roster. Uh, and then it does this weird thing where it doesn't actually show me the emojis. I mean, a lot of the times early in spring training, you'll see the stars get their, you know, two or three at bats and, and starting pitchers after like a week into it, maybe get 
an inning or two or you know start to get into like the three inning range or whatever it is but still i would like to see uh the big name guys in there a lot sooner i want to see we you would assume mookie's going to be in there just let shohei get one at bat during the cactus league opening day at camelback that's that's what i think that's what i want i think it's reasonable Bob Student 10 says, get off my lawn. That is me. And I, I had to air quotes it because there was there was quotes on it. But that is I. I am get off my lawn, Clint, and I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Kevin, Kevin Newhouse says, stop giving away the spring training secrets. I got a lot of spring training secrets. My uh, my my thing is, is uh, I, I love me some spring training. It's fun. Um, I don't, I, even when I go out there, I don't necessarily care about just seeing the Dodgers play. In fact, me and my group very rarely go and see the Dodgers play. We'll see them maybe um, once, you know, one time when we're out there. So, hey, you know what? I am going to give you some secrets right now. So this is, uh, I don't have a thing, but I got, does that, does that really work? I need, I don't have a, I probably do somewhere. It says there's like a hundred different buttons on here. But anyways, here's my Spring training secrets. Explore the greater Arizona area of ballparks. Arizona has beautiful ballparks out there. Some of them are cheap. Get there early. Tailgate with people. The best people to tailgate with are Maryvale, or now it's called American Family Field um, in Maryvale, Arizona. That is the home of the, the Brewers. That is a fun ballpark. It is a nice ballpark. Always a nice, like, chill breeze. Um Lawn tickets are, are cheap as hell. And again, you will meet some of the nicest Wisconsin type folks out there. Milwaukee, Wisconsinites, uh, you know, drinking and cornhole and all that kind of stuff. So if you can see the Dodgers at Maryvale, try to. It, it's a worthwhile uh, venture. However, either plan on staying very late after the game or leaving before like the final pitch because getting out of the parking lot is a bitch and a half. So that's one of my things. I say try to see the Dodgers on the road if you're going to, or just go enjoy a game without the Dodgers. There's a lot of fun to be had to go see. Let's say I'll go. I'll stick with the Brewers. See the Brewers at like um, the A's. They play at uh, Hoho Chem, a ballpark. Although Hoho Chem is getting very expensive for some stupid reason. Um, sh- uh, what is it? Uh, Surprise Ballpark is is another beautiful park. Uh, Goodyear Ballpark is a great time. Really good food close to Goodyear. And that's one of the first parks you hit when coming in uh, to Arizona uh, from California. Those are just a couple of little tips. Don't don't plan everything around Camelback. Um, Camelback has, I've, I've said it for years, kind of been one of my least favorite places to see a ball game. Uh, a beautiful ballpark, but like around the, um, the, the backfields and all that, it's just, it's, you know, there's a lot of restrictions. It's not too bad. You can get close, but there's a lot of little restrictions as, as we're at other ballparks. You can get super close to these people. But anyways, I was going to get into a whole spring training uh, uh, tips and tricks and all that. I like what 275Vet says. Pointless or not with these games, I'm just ready to watch some baseball. And we will have baseball on the telly, as the kids call it, this Thursday. Um, Nando 390 says you just got to be drunk for those meaningless games. Beer is still expensive out there. Not as expensive as we are going to see uh, this coming season. Sal said he remembers the $10 seats behind home plate. And, you know, this is, you know, the, the ballpark right now. It's not very old. This is what year something <laughs> year 15 of Camelback Ranch. And again, it, it's, it keeps it keeps cranking up the, the prices year after year, but that's what you have to do. You have to pay all ways, shapes, and form uh, forms to um, find a way to foot the bill for the the Otani tax. Rebecca Romero, my friend, in says uh, in the chat says, "I love spring training. Worth every penny." That said, spring training baseball is this is not a different. Or is, it's hard to find a better environment to um, to watch these, and I highly recommend either going very early in spring training or pretty late into spring training to get the best of both worlds. Towards the end, it's a lot of like, you know, you could tell everybody's just done with it. Early, there's there's still excitement. Um, you get to see kind of everybody on the roster, uh, at least a lot of the the um, the important people on the roster, you know, down through the forty man and even some of the off roster guys. Uh, this year, MLB is doing this new thing that's kind of cool too. And this is the week I will be out at spring training. They're doing uh, they're calling it spring training breakout, which is almost 
almost like a minor league all-star game, but the, each team is getting like their top prospect and they're, they're, they're putting together top prospect teams to play each other. And it's kind of like part of double headers they have going on out there. So there's a, there's your, your pro tip number 87 or whatever I've given you. If there are any of these are even pro tips, but um yeah, you can see uh, two games for the price of one out there in Arizona, which is kind of cool, in my opinion. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And, hey, if you guys see me out at the ballpark, I will be at one uh, Dodger game. I guess two, because they're playing Angels are playing Dodgers at Tempe. But anyways, uh, I'll probably expand more on, on this spring training stuff in a different video at some point in time. But, uh, you know, yada, yada. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk actual Dodgers news. I mean, I guess the other stuff is news. Shohei Otani hitting a homer feels like news because everything Shohei does is news. But over the weekend and a little bit into today, we got a Walker Bueller update. Dave Roberts said no Cactus League games for Walker this spring. Not unsurprising. Walker said hopefully maybe later in the spring he wants to try to get out. He does want to try to at least throw one or two, whatever it may be, uh, a game's you know, in, in the Cactus League season, in spring training, but whether or not he does, TBD at this point. Um, the important thing to Walker, to the Dodgers, and I think to all of us, is he just wants to, when he starts, he does not want to stop. Injuries are one thing, but he doesn't want to have to worry about the an innings restriction um, heading into October. So uh, what they said by Jack Harris, Mr. Jack Harris, Los Angeles Times, he tweeted about it today. The next steps for Bueller right now. I should have had the little uh, you know, clip here or whatever excerpt of the, the quote here on the, the screen, but I did not. So I'll just read it to you and you guys get to enjoy Bueller. It's making sure he bounces back. OK, between his bullpens and, and between his outings. And then he's going to build up the stamina reminder. This is a guy that hasn't really pitched for the better part of two years, um, maybe even longer. Not quite longer, but he hasn't been right in a while. Even in 2022, when he was on the mound, he wasn't fully, um, it wasn't fully 100%. But uh, the quote from Mr. Bueller, I need to get to a spot where I'm not hampering our team from an innings perspective to be on the roster and to be in the rotation. So I said very, very early in spring training, or sorry, in the off season, like I'm okay with Walker not pitching until May. Like that's just, that's fine. They have enough. Um, this team has enough uh, other pitchers. They have enough, uh, you know, minor league dudes, minor league dudes that can fill up the rotation for the first month of the season. If it's longer, so be it. As long as when Walker comes back, he's all the way ready. He's all the way right because he has every, excuse me, he has everything, um, you know, on the line this season and into the off season. He, this is his platform here. He's trying to make money. He's trying to secure the bag. He's trying to either get himself a very long lucrative deal from the Dodgers less than likely, or get himself big, big money from some other team in free agency. Although it doesn't seem like too many teams want to spend all that much in free agency, unless they are the Dodgers. Cause we got a few big names still out there. Um, Beyond that, if we are looking at, you know, some of these injured guys, we know Kershaw, we're not going to hear anything new or major about Kershaw for a while, but Dustin May, there was a, a, an update um, over the weekend, Fabio Nardaya of The Athletic posted, uh, uh, actually he posted an article, uh, um, a mailbag today, and he posted an article last week that I thought had some some interesting uh, interesting notes in there from D May. Of course, we've already talked about D May on the channel a few times uh, over the last week or two, but um, D May says he's feeling better now. And this is me paraphrasing. He's feeling better now than he did at any of the other points through his last Tommy John rehab. Um, one of the quotes they said was, um, let's say in so many words, he feels better. You know, he said he didn't really ever feel great. Uh, the elbow didn't really ever feel great and he was hoping it would feel better as his rehab progressed. So that's, I don't know if that was indicative of that forearm injury that he had that ended up, you know, given out in, in, uh, whatever it was June last year or may as it usually happens for him. But Interesting to see. So Dustin's hope now is to be back sometime in August. And you know, as for a role, already t had a, made a whole video about it. I think his future belongs in the bullpen. I think 
his best future with the team and as a major leaguer is in the bullpen. Um, I'll link that link that video. You know, I'll try to remember to put it up uh, up there and then down in the description below. But <clears throat> you know, if uh, if he does come back, it's going to create I don't know, but create some issues. It's like it's going to add to the the optionality that this team has. It's going to add to the competition in case somebody's either hurt or not doing well. Then. Dustin May could challenge, you know, for some time in August or September as a starter or in the bullpen. But if Dustin does get healthy enough, healthy in time for this season, uh, like I'm saying, the, the pitching picture is going to be very, very crowded, whether it's going to be in the starting rotation or in the bullpen. And, you know, you add to that, you add uh, the hope that Clayton Kershaw is going to be back in July or August and, you know, just Kershaw alone. Kershaw has a spot in the starting rotation, however it comes. It's, But you're adding Kershaw to if all things go the way they hope, the way we all hope. Um, we have uh, Kershaw joining Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Tyler Glasnow. We would assume a Walker Bueller by then. Bobby Miller, James Paxton, Emmett Sheehan's still going to be around. Gavin Stone's still going to be around. Michael Grove probably will be in the bullpen by that point. Uh, River Ryan is still going to be around. But all these guys are going to be kind of starting you know rotation options at that point for Dustin May when it comes to the bullpen that's going to be another jam-packed situation as well if you know things go the way um the Dodgers hope they do this season really uh, you know towards the end of spring training here that said segue Dave Roberts did say over the weekend the plan this spring is to leave uh, well, I guess we'll say leave spring training, really leave the country, go to go to Korea, uh, and to have the the rehabbing right-handers Blake Trinan, J.P. Fireisen, and Daniel Hudson all in the bullpen um, when the regular season kicks off in March. So those guys now they're joining Evan Phillips, Bruce Dark Ratterhall, Joe Kelly, Alex Vesia, Ryan Yarbrough, who's another guy I probably should also mention in the starting pitching options. So. It's a stacked house up and down the pitching staff uh, if everybody's healthy, if things come together the way the team wants or hopes or expects. Um, and that, again, is another one of the things that leads to some, I guess, trouble for Dustin May in finding a job in this uh, starting staff uh, or in, the, in this pitching staff later on in the season. The thing we love about baseball, we know – if you're good, you find a way to um, they find a way to, to, to you know get you into the lineup to get you onto the roster. So hopefully he forces somebody's hand. I personally don't think all of Dan Hudson, JP Fireyes, and Blake Trine, and you know I don't think everybody's going to be healthy at all at one point. And same with you know, hell even Kershaw, Paxton in the starting rotation. There will be an option. There will be some opportunity for D May, but. You know, we'll see. Um, one thing, a uh, side note, if I'm mentioning Fire Eisen a couple of times now, talking about bullpen, um, not helping J.P. Fire Eisen's case for that opening day roster are the three, not one, not two, but three home runs he served up on Monday. That is to Shohei Otani, Gavin Lux, and Chris Taylor. He served up bombs. Uh, he said he felt physically fine. He just didn't have a good feel for the baseball. So, luckily, this is all meaningless. These uh, these spring training outings mean even less than Cactus League uh, outings. There are no stats when it comes to just live BPs. Um, but I will note, JP Fireisen is one of the guys that does have minor league options left. So if he makes the roster, they can send him down, or they can just straight out outright him to to a minor league camp, and it wouldn't be that big of an issue. He is somebody that will help the team over the course of a season, but if it's not an opening day, it's not that big of an issue if he still needs time to get right uh, from that um, from that shoulder surgery. So there's a bit of whatever, yeah, about what's going on with your Dodgers, some updates, really uh, focused on the pitching staff side of things. And um, now let's hear what you guys have to think. As I see, Super Chat pop up at the perfect time because I was done ranting. 
Rebecca, the Dingers family sends a $5 super chat. Thank you, Rebecca. Very much appreciate the support on the channel and appreciate everybody uh, supporting the channel by leaving uh, you know leaving a thumbs up if you haven't already subscribing if you haven't already uh if you guys watch the show but you haven't subscribed you might as well subscribe it's literally something that does rude does not cost you a dime as i apparently got to change out this very very old mic cable i've had for probably eight years but um I did see another one a little bit ago. I think John Bleeding Blue sent another super chat. Yes. Yes. Thank you, John. Uh, says, can Boris clients, Boris clients file for unemployment? So I, I am going to talk a little bit more about Boris clients and, and really focus on, on Bellinger in a second. But John um, Bleeding bleedin Blue, thank you for the button. Thank you very much for the super chat. Thank you, Rebecca and the Dinger clan for the super chats. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, your guys support does mean a lot to, uh, to the family here in the household, but that would be funny if they could file for unemployment. The, the, the funnier thing is they could also go out and get themselves one year, you know, jobs and, and make a, a shit ton of money and have zero issues with that and get back out on the, um, you know, the free agent market next year, but that's usually not what Scott Boris goes for. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of this free agency plays out. Now that games are literally about to start. I mean, we are in, in the week where spring training games start and, and we've, yeah, we've seen some, some players sign this late in, um, into spring training before, uh, Dodgers fans can remember, you know, remember that from the past. I think uh, Manny Ramirez is one of those guys back in 2009 when he resigned. Still not a good look. It's still not where you, you would want to feel like if I'm Cody Bellinger, I would not be feeling in a very good spot. We know teams want Cody. We know teams want Blake Snell. Like, uh, you know, the Yankees are in a bad spot. And, and I was watching, um, uh, not that they, not that he needs any plug. I was watching Ken Rosenthal on uh, on uh, his Fair Territory show on Foul Territory earlier today. Check out Foul Territory, of course. Uh, the, they do awesome work over there. But like the thing with um, with somebody like Blake Snell, the the Yankees have expressed interest. But if it, he was pointing out, like if it's a one year deal at like forty million dollars, it's actually going to cost the the Yankees somewhere around like like $84 million because they're already in that highest tax threshold where it's, I think it's 110% tax or whatever. So nobody really wants to focus too much on that tax thing. Or, I mean, some folks do, but I don't think we always remember about that tax issue. So the, the options are getting much slimmer for somebody like a Blake Snell for even somebody like a, um, a Cody Bellinger with today's news coming out of Chicago. But let's get into a few more comments before I uh, talk about that news out of Chicago. Uh, PJ, if we're going back a little bit, PJ says Dustin May is glass Dreifert 2.0. And to that, I say, ouch, because I was a big Darren Dreifert guy. Love that dude. And it just sucked that he fell apart like every step of the way. I've seen a few folks wanting Phil Bickford back. Um, he has a job. He's with the Mets. He also, I don't know if that was a real photo of him that circulated online. I think I retweeted it at one point on my Twitter machine. Find me real FRG. But if that is him, um, we might need to do a welfare check on my guy, Phil Bickford to make sure, you know, he's staying off the, uh, powder. Oh, powder, sweet powder. Anyway, he looked a little, he looked a little rough, looked a little worse for wear. But Phil Bickford is not coming back. Plus, he would be one of by far the worst options in the Dodger bullpen, in my unhumble opinion. Jose Ayala Ayala says no rush for May. Let him recover completely. I fully agree with that. I would love to see him just take his time. If he doesn't come back this year, or if it's in September, you know, I, I, if if he finds a way onto the pitching staff, I think something went wrong somewhere else. That's just kind of my thought process on it. This team already has enough, um, enough options, enough very, very good options up and down the roster where if they are healthy, those guys should be in, um, in the bullpen or in the pitching staff for D may because D may has proven he can't stay healthy. And, um, but we haven't seen him pitch in October, since 2020, if I'm not mistaken. So that's, it's kind of a no for me, dog. Um, 
Let's see what else we got here. Oh, we always have a great in your face, sucker. comment from Carnivorous Lunar Activity. It says F the pitch clock, and, and we appreciate the consistency. Deborah Young in the chat saying, great show, Clint. Thank you, Deborah Young, for hanging out. Um, let's see what else I think we're talking about right now. The... The uh, the Cubs news, the David Peralta news, I'll get to that in a second. Nando390 says the uncertainty with Bueller means the Dodgers should really trade for Luzardo or Dylan Cease. I don't, I just, I personally don't see another move from this team. I, I, I do think I saw there was a, a note or, or like some quote from Walker Bueller on that podcast he's been a part of for the last couple of years. I forget what it's called. I think it's called like Just Baseball Show or whatever it is. <clears throat> but that, uh, Walker saying, and maybe it was old. I saw it today, but maybe it was an old quote, but it was something about like, he doesn't think Andrew's done. I kind of think we're at a point where Andrew's done. I don't think they're going to do anything else major to this team. Um, unless it's, it's like a straight up game changer, but there's no other game changer points, uh, um, you know, points for this team. Cause they're going to go into the season with Gavin Lux. That would be a point of question mark, but I think, that's still a good enough question mark where it's like you're not you don't feel really bad about him there right field you feel okay about at least seeing what the Hayward Margot tandem can do and if that doesn't work you got Chris Taylor if Lux doesn't work you got Chris Taylor you got uh, uh, Miguel Rojas they're in a really really good spot so and as King Yellowman notes also already at the max you know luxury tax at this oh, or I think are they passed or do they get below um, that, uh, that, that, what do they call it? The Stephen Cohen tax. I don't know kind of where they're at with that. I haven't looked at the latest uh, numbers, but if they're at it, this, I guess it really doesn't hurt if they're just going to keep going a little bit more. I wouldn't, I, I like this team. I want to see what this team can do. That's just my thought on it. At least, um, worked, workshop my way through that whole part, but uh, I think we found a good happy ending to it. Um, anyways, let's see. <laughs> Zubai Din asking what's Anthony Rendon's malfunction. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, William Andrew said Lance Lynn just gave up a grand slam. And that's the joke guys. We always appreciate. Uh, there's one thing we appreciate in here. It's Lance Lynn giving up home run jokes and F the pitch clock jokes, because that's what we're here for. Um, Maddie Man Five Dodgers encouraged, uh, encouraged that Gavin Lux homered off of JP Fireisen today. Hey, JP had a um, every ball must go sale, giving up three home runs, and I don't even know how many at bats, but uh, you know, it it be like that sometimes. Um, let's see, uh, Bob Student Ten says Lux is my hope for a breakout season. Um, as I'm catching up a little bit more here in the chat. Uh, we're talking talking about the Boris uh, unemployment. Boris clients applying for unemployment, saying uh, King Yelman says max unemployment is four fifty a week. So I mean, carnivorous <laughs> activity stole my joke, or I stole his joke, or whatever. It says weed money for belly, um, four fifty. Yeah, I think they can still get you some dank these days. I don't know. It's not my. It's not my bag. Yeah, my body is a temple. Carnivorous activity talking about the Phil Bickford picture looking like a Timu Tamu Phil Bickford and we appreciate we appreciate that kind of humor. Um oh I almost missed this one. Jose Ayala Ayala two dollar super chat says uh oh, asking Clint do you think Snell will sign a one year deal with the Dodgers? No 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 not even slightly. Um I just don't think they he's if he's signing a one year deal it's gonna be big money. It's gonna be very big money, and I, I just I don't think uh, I don't think that's uh, where this team wants to go. I think they wanted Snell; they would have been in the market for Snell. And the Dodgers almost kind of famously this this off season were one of the teams that were never in, um, never in as a, as a fly attacking me now, never in on Snell. So I would say no. But thank you for the super chat, Jose. Thank you for hanging out with us as well. I think I saw somebody saying, where was it? Uh, uh, Swell and Saucer saying, damn, cold, flu? No, just, just he's screaming, yelling like I do. Went camping this weekend. And uh, a lot of drinking, a lot of talking equals your boy's voice being a little hoarse. I messed up the horse noise. Swell and Saucer is also bringing up another important one. 
another uh, another golden standard here on the internet of Fire Dave Roberts. So we got to get that one in there. We always appreciate uh, of Fire Dave Roberts in there. But all right, I already said it. Let's talk about it. Here is uh, the new segment that I am debuting or introducing, even though it's been soft introduced a few times already on the channel, and it was initially going to be the entirety of the channel before I decided to uh, put my face on it and you know come out of retirement. But field-level baseball, or I really should just call it all baseball live, whatever, I'll figure it out if I decide to change it. But this is where we talk about things that aren't exclusively Dodgers. I do want to branch out on the channel a little bit. I don't want to just limit myself to Dodgers because I think there's a lot of opportunity to talk about all things baseball. Uh, it's one of the limitations I've always been forced with not being able to talk about all things baseball when there's so much to talk about. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on around the league. Few th- few things, of course, still do have to deal with the Dodgers as they almost always do. Yes, David Peralta signs a minor league deal with the Cubs today. Um, still have, you know, he's coming off that elbow surgery that, that sapped him of all of his power in the second half of the season last year with the Dodgers. One of the, the more annoying revelations that came after the season was, you know, that injury and, and how much it affected his swing, um, his ability to throw and all of that. Um, but he gets that minor league job. That's cool, I guess, for him. He gets it with the Cubs, which you wonder if that's also the Cubs, you know, if that's Chicago trying to put the pressure on Cody Bellinger at least a little bit because Cody wants to get a big-time pay job, whatever you want to call it, and the Cubs really want him back. It seems like it's a match made in heaven. His first year went with the Cubs went really, really well, endeared himself to that fan base very, very um, quickly. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for a bad, a bad, what, final month of the season, that was a playoff team kind of unexpectedly. So now DP goes to the Cubs fighting for a job there. You would presume that a minor league job, minor league deal does not supersede a Cody Bellinger major league deal. Um, but they're there. I don't even know what the hell you would call it right now. You know, they're having a staring contest. Nobody wants to move. Boris has got his head up his ass. Cody's got his head up his ass. Uh, the Ricketts family or whoever the hell owns it. If it is still the Ricketts, the, you know, the Cubs ownership says, Oh, we won't talk to, to the agent. That should be the GM's job. But Boris operates in his own way. Um, but you know, you do wonder about a deal like this. As somebody uh, likes Jenny Vegas says, it's a good take about the Cubs putting the pressure on Boris and Belly. It, it, it's very much what it feels like. Now, if I was Cody Bellinger, I already I would already have all of the reasoning uh, to sign with the team, sign back with the Cubs that I would need. Because I don't know if you guys saw this one. Cody got the the offer of a lifetime, is what I'm calling it. Uh, he got an offer where if he returns to the Cubs. Um, the famous, world famous deep dish, uh, deep dish pizzeria Lou Malnati said uh, they would offer him and his mom and his family a, a lifetime pie, lifetime free pizza if he returns to the Cubs. Of course, it's a whole, it's a, it's a joking thing, but I mean, I would like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a whole bunch of money, probably thirty million dollars a year or whatever. But if I could also get free pie, <sighs> now we're not gonna get into the whole is deep dish pizza debate. Done that done that a whole bunch over the years it's it's not a pizza but it's enough of a pizza and i enjoy it in random doses but anyways that's kind of funny i don't think um i do not think we see uh cody bellinger being swayed by pizza and lou malnati's we'll say but i'm really i do kind of hope cody ends up back there in um you know what are they called um Back with the the Chicago Cubs, that would be that would be nice. I think it was a good fit while it lasted. Uh, let's get into a couple comments here because I see some things that are relevant right now. Uh, Kevin Newhouse saying Cubs outfield would be pretty potent if they had Bellinger back, having Suzuki Peralta, and of course Ian Happ. Um, that's a good that's a good amount. That's a good mix. And of course, you know, uh, they, I mean, they have a first baseman now, but but Cody can still mix in at some one. He's won a Gold Glove as a right fielder. He plays a really really good center. Um, they would have some options in and around DH. 
Of course, the first baseman being Michael Bush. Forgot to mention that. Um, <laughs> Bob Student 10. Uh, an important note here says, lived in Chicago for five years. That is not a pizza. It is a pie. That's why I choose the, the proper terminology of a deep dish pie. Fuck off, you fucking fly ass bitch. Stay for that, guys. Um, <laughs> King Yellman says, Belly, Belly would probably sign for $2 million with free weed in Anaheim. No, nobody wants to be in Anaheim. I mean, except for Mike Trout, foreshadowing, we'll get there. Um, what did I see here? Um, <laughs> BC, <laughs> BC. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read your comment, but I love it and I think it's hilarious. Never, ever, ever will happen, though. Never will happen. But um, Swollen Sausage asking if uh, D-Mac and I are still going to do a show together on Mondays. No, no, we don't work together anymore. So welcome to come on my show anytime he wants. I doubt I'm allowed back the other way, but it is it is what it is. You know, what? like we, we are a happy, open family here at All Dodgers. So, um, you know, what? my boss will not tell me no if Doug wants to come hang out and talk Dodger baseball. Anyway, Dennis Gonzalez says uh, Malnati's is some good pizza. Can't call it pizza, though. I think you're supposed to call it pie. But anyway, those are some thoughts there. <laughs> Diane wants, us, wants me to say what I really think. I'm not going to do that. Trying to lay low. Um, sweet chariot? That's all I got. But one guy who did not lay low today was Tony Two Bags, Hollywood lifestyle himself, Mr. Anthony Rendon. Uh, he continues to hate baseball, depending on how you feel like interpreting his um, his words and whether or not you listen to him versus whether or not you read somebody's transcription. In in my take, you read Sam's Blum Sam Blum's trans, uh, transcription of his interview from um, uh, Sam Blum from the Athletic, who has a history of having issues with the Angels. He was somebody who, you know, they say he's a little too negative. He says he's you know. Um, open, not open. What am I looking for? You know, they're, they're, they're fair, non-biased takes or whatever. There's a little bit of bias in my opinion to Sam, Sam Blum's take. And that's well within his right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine uh, with the way he chooses to report uh, things because it does give, you know, sports baseball show shows his uh, news to talk about like Anthony Renton and his words. But I would, I would, uh, I would caution people or I'd urge people to watch the, um, the exchange from, from well with Rendon and Blum because I think there's a little it was a little more nuance to it but uh, of course Rendon I probably should actually have plugged it in here but Rendon uh, did talk to media today something he didn't very do very much last year as he was injured um, but you know he pretty much said like yeah you know baseball is not my number one priority probably doesn't need to be I think what he said was fine you know it's never been a top priority for me this is a job I do this to make a living. My faith and my family come before this job. So if those things come before it, you know, I'm leaving. That's what he was saying. He's like, look, if something happens where whatever, if, if something bad happened in the family, I think he has no problem leaving his baseball career behind. We're thankfully not at that point. Demon Shade 21 says he seems miserable. I would fully agree with that one. That's a take I would agree with. Um, but, you know, he also just really wants to be healthy. And I would agree with one of the things Rendon said is like, I just, you know, it sucks being hurt all the time because when you're a baseball player and you're injured, you're on the IL. It's not, it doesn't just affect your ability to play. It affects your, your day-to-day life, your ability to, like he was mentioning, you know, be a dad to his kids and, and, you know, carrying them around and do all that kind of stuff. So it can, it can, I can understand it getting pretty miserable, but the other, the other hand, the, the flip side of it, you know, this is a dude He's got to be aware of the fact that he has this reputation as somebody that hates baseball, hates his team, hates making fucking $38 million a year to, to either play baseball or sit on his ass. And it's like, oh, poor me. You know, maybe do a little bit of something better to shift that narrative, which I, I think he was trying to today. But again, if you're just seeing, if you're just seeing, the transcription and you're seeing the transcription transcribed by somebody that has their own kind of ulterior motives, even though it is just the words, but there's, there's, there's nuance, nuance to words. There's intonation to words. There's 
a smile on the player's face when he's saying something like, you know, I don't want to be talking to you guys at seven in the morning or whatever time it is. Yeah, of course. He's <laughs> Tony two bags here. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying he's being very upfront and honest. Like, Hey dude, I don't want to be doing this. I would re- much rather go play baseball, go home. Like he just wants to have like an eight to five kind of job, go do my job, go home. But, um, that's, that's not the, the situation that a baseball player finds himself in or find themselves in is two seven five vet two seven five vet brings up a good point here says when you're a public figure you do need to think about you know things before you speak and um, Rendon would be a little bit smarter uh, he, he it would be better if he was a little bit smarter with his words but he can't do what he did last year where he completely just like blocked off media because then that that creates more of this narrative and more of this bullshit and more of, you know, X, Y, Z and all this, where he's, he's this, this reputation has grown into something massive where he hates baseball and he's just there to, to, to get, not even earn, but to get paid essentially, you know, he's just there so he doesn't get fined. So again, I, I wish I would have put the clip in here. It's stupid of me of not to, um, but uh, you know, things become things. The important thing is, uh, thank God the Dodgers did not sign Anthony Rendon. I think that's the ultimate thing we could say. Lo- thank you, Hollywood, for stepping in and intervening. Um, his teammate, Mike Trout, apparently very much loves misery, and he is going to die without ever sniffing the playoffs again because, you know, real quick thing from Trout, he did his interview today and said, you know, he – I have seen some people uh, kind of equating it to like, is he soft throwing Shohei under the bus or, you know, dropping a boulder on him saying, um, you know, uh, getting out or asking as I struggle here, asking for a trade would be kind of like the easy way out. And, you know, I understand Trout's narrative or his take of saying, yeah, I want to. I I think it would feel a lot better staying here and winning here. But there's also feeling a lot better, and then reality. And he's not living in reality if he thinks the Angels have any shot of winning anytime soon. Maybe I go. Uh, you know, we look back, and I eat my words on this because the Angels. They, uh, you know. I don't I don't want to give the hottest take on it but they they have some intriguing pieces that could make them fun but the problem you know still lies with their owner is Artie Moreno. He doesn't know what he's doing. He does not know how to own or run a baseball team. Uh he doesn't know how to entrust in his baseball lieutenants to put together the type of team that uh the ball club needs. Instead, he's always just gone out and got the shiny pieces whether it be um I'll throw it at Vernon Wells. That's the first one I could think of. A Gary Matthews Jr. Uh, and Anthony Rendon that made no no sense when they've always needed some goddamn pitching. So, anyways, Trout is happy being miserable. He's happy being able to watch his birds go play in Philly in October, and you know he could be one of the best players to have only barely sniffed the uh, what am I looking for? Sniffed the baseball playoffs once in his life and then be, be kind of done. I really hope it doesn't turn out that way, but um, you know, I, I think it would, it would be smart of him to consider a trade the hell out of Anaheim. That said, I think Mike Trout remains one of the most untradeable players in baseball too much money. How does a team, how does the angel, how do, how do the angels recoup enough prospect talent back to justify trading away an all-time franchise player. It's a really, really tough situation. Now they could shut everybody up if they went out and signed Blake Snell because you know what team does have some money right now? It's the Angels. They got some money to spend. They had ideas on 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 players. They you know they had this guy Shohei Otani they did try to bring back a little bit, they claim. Um, but they need pitching, and they need it to be around consistently. And Blake Snell could be a decent enough fit in Anaheim. You know, they have a lax, you know, style. He has a lax style, uh, but they, you know, he also likes to compete, I guess we'll say. But anyways, uh, some of the comments here, Nando390, uh, going back to Rendon, says <laughs> Rendon cries in a bathtub full of money. Hey, it is a gold bathtub full of money. Thank you very much. 
Uh, Demon Shade 21 says there are plenty of players with families, but they don't act like this clown talking about Rendon. Of course, I agree. I think there are a lot of them. And I think, uh, you know, like, like, well, the comment said, you know, you have to think before you speak. Uh, he has to, Rendon needs to understand that he is a very, very, very public figure that has this, this narrative that just, you know, if you want to get away from this narrative that's following you right now, just just be a little more cautious with your words and understand that some people in the media, Sam Blum, don't like you because of how you treated them last year, even though he was he's mostly just trying to be a smart ass and a joke and like being like, dude, I, I really don't want to do this. But also doing this comes with the job. It comes with the territory um, as I, I feel like I'm getting s- sort of into incomplete thoughts here. But anyways, uh, an important thing. An important thing. What am I looking for? I'm looking for this and this and that and that. Because we got a $5 super chat from Diane. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. Uh, Diane says, this show is much more open than my last show, and I'm sure everybody here appreciates that. Thank you, Diane. Very much uh, appreciate the kind words and the super chat. You know, I set out when uh, making this show and this network <laughs> um, to try to, you know... Uh, not say anything, hopefully, knock on desk here, that gets me or all of us in trouble, <laughs> but also, you know, uh, have some fun talking about baseball and, you know, expanding beyond the ABC block of this is exactly what we are going to talk about and yada, yada. But anyway, I'm I, not going to go in too much deeper on that, but thank you, Diane, very much for the kind words again and the uh, super chat. Uh, Jenny Vegas says uh, Clint Nation also wants to cover all things baseball. Or I think we're talking to Hector. Hector, um, <laughs> Hector just wants to talk about Dodger baseball, and I understand that. Um, you know, I will talk about regular all all around baseball on the channel. I will talk about Dodgers, and we're gonna you know keep expanding and growing this thing, um, and hopefully have some fun with it. You know, hey, if if Jolly Olive can get to 100 million subs on YouTube. We can get to six, <laughs> not six million, just six total subscribers. Um, Nando three ninety says Trout hates October base uh, October baseball. Swollen sausage says Trout is glass now, not glass now, but glass now. Uh, I've noted a few times um, as we're getting real close to getting the hell out of here. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, of course. But Mike Trout hasn't had a fully healthy season since twenty sixteen. So he hasn't exactly been the problem in Anaheim he has not been a solution either. And that's another one of the things that adds up to him being one of the more untradeable players. Um, <laughs> good comment there. Diane says Rendon needs to just keep his mouth shut. Could not agree more, but also maybe not completely because that's what got him into some trouble last year as well. Uh, Kevin Newhouse has an unpopular opinion, maybe. says, I think Trout is not a clutch player. But we also might never know, might not ever know, because he's never going to play in October. So, tough. Tough for them. Uh, Get some love from Rebecca saying, this show greater than the other one. And I thank you, Rebecca, for the love, of course. Um, One last thing. Uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about before getting the hell out of here is the uh, the the Kyle, not Kyle, the other one. What's his name? Um, what's that guy? Damn it. I, I, we had it. We talked about him. Greg and I talked about him. Uh, Liam. There it is. Not Kyle Hendricks. Liam Hendricks um, signs the two-year deal with the Red Sox. I just wanted to point it out because Greg and I, Mr. Greg Bergman and I talked about it for a good bit on last Thursday's stream. The idea of a Hendrick signing, and he's somebody that could help maybe bolster the bullpen as a closer late in the season. Uh, that's now not an option. He does sign a two-year $10 million with escalators that can get it up to $20 million with the Boston Red Sox. So good for Liam. I think uh, he could be, if if they're good, if the Red Sox can find a way to put together a team that kind of works, that could be a really, really good fit because that is a fun dude in uh, in Boston, all that kind of stuff. Um but uh, the thing, and I, I I hate bringing it up just because I said I wasn't going to talk about him anymore, but I wonder if this starts to f- even fuel even more or throw even more gas on the annoying uh, Jansen trade fuel fire or whatever, just because, just because 
They don't need to have two closers. I don't think the Boston Red Sox need to have two closers. Not that Hendricks will be available until uh, later on in the season, but figure I'd just throw that out there. You're probably going to see more of this Kenley Jansen rumor, even though he's like he's hurt right now and he's 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 expected to miss a week, but not um, you know not uh, not miss opening day. At least that's what the Red Sox say. But um, I will end the, the topic either way with Rebecca's comment. No, thank you. No, thank you to, uh, wait, or, or did I miss it? No. Okay. I, I read two different comments at once, but no, thank you on the Kenley Jansen thing. At least that's what I think I saw. Or I got, there it is. Yeah. No Jansen. There it is. Sorry. There's like three different comments. that sort of all blended together, which probably means the coffee slightly kicking in here at eight Oh nine PM my time. And, um, I gotta go run a quick marathon. So guys, I appreciate you hanging out. Appreciate you enduring some regular baseball talk. If you guys aren't some of the folks that just enjoy what I do, uh, I hope you'll consider giving us the leeway of having some regular baseball talk, having some Dodger talk, and talking about things all around the league and maybe even things that have nothing to do with baseball where we just dick around and have a good time. I am, as you see from the look of the stream tonight, we are slowly changing things. Uh, I'm trying to add to... to add to the brand and make it uh make it more fun make it more accessible for everybody in some way even though it's fully accessible here on youtube and again it's completely free so make sure you mash that thumbs up button hit the subscribe if you haven't that helps the channel out more than you can imagine um but you guys got ideas again like you uh, or like i've said before if you have ideas that you'd like to see on the channel um let me know happy to keep growing happy to keep expanding but uh and if you have things you hate, you let me know. Shoot me a DM. I'll cry a little bit, and then I'll stop doing it, perhaps. But anyways, I'm Real FRG. You can call me Clinton Real Life, but find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, if you want. Um, that's probably the best spots to find me, I guess. And uh, I will see you uh, later on this week, Thursday. I don't know what I'm doing on that show yet, but it's probably going to have to do with talking Dodger baseball. But again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to the show. If you were listening on the uh, podcast side of things, thank you for the great questions, the comments, and thank you so damn much for the super chats. And that's enough talking. Okay, bye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.